Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Thanks for listening to the AZ Wildcats podcast. Unless you've been living under a rock, you don't you know that we have partnered with BetMGM right now. All right. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code. What's the bonus code, Sheer? Uh, <laughs> BetMGM. PHNX. Duh. There's a few different offers depending on where you live, but for Arizona audience, you will get up to $100 in bonus bets on your first wager with BetMGM. Again, make sure you use bonus code uh, PHNX. Check out all the show notes for full details and all kinds of good stuff going on right here. Keep in mind with the bonus bet, fans, um, you can claim your bonus bet on the house every Saturday and Wednesday. Fans will automatically receive a bonus bet upon logging into their account. Bets expire after 72 hours, so don't wait. And now let's hear from Shane Diefenbach with the disclaimer. Claimer 21 plus to wager. Visit betmgm.com for terms and conditions. U.S. promotional offers not available in Washington, D.C., Mississippi, Nevada, New York, and Ontario. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Colorado, D.C., Illinois, Indiana, Louisiana, Maryland, Mississippi, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, Wyoming. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369. New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP-ARIZONA. 1-800-522-4700. Kansas, Nevada. 1-800-327-5050. Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF. Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help. Michigan. All right, now joined by Jason Shear, I am merely Mike Luke. All right, Shear, we got a lot to get to here. But first, you've had a love-hate relationship with Dave Hickey. I have had a strictly love relationship with Dave Hickey. But Dave Hickey put out – there was something put out in the alumni magazine from uh, a couple months ago that Dave Hickey said, and here's what he said, and I'm going to get Jason Shear's reaction right here, and then I will give mine. I'm not sure how to say it because it might change tomorrow. Keep in mind, this is the great Dave Hickey. But we're faced with new and ever-changing world and conference realignment. Adjustments will have to be made, but I know that we will land in a very good spot. Certainly the hope, who knows, whenever you print the result, may be different than the hope, but we'd like to be with the Pac-12 and continue the great tradition. But if not, there will be a new landscape and a new opportunity for the University of Arizona. Jason Shear, that is a departure from Oregon State, Washington State, and all the people and all the uh, programs that nobody wants. Yeah, I think there's the only other AD I can recall making a similar statement is Rob Mullins at Oregon. And there's a reason for it. Like, it's even though it's older, the statement was in March at the Pac-12 tournament. It's refreshing to see that there's honesty, which is basically like, look, 
we'd, we'd love to stay in the Pac-12, but if the deal's not there, we're going to adjust, and it may not be in this conference. That's all I want an AD to say. I get why Washington State and Oregon State don't say it, but it's like if they're not going to say it, stop going to them for quotes because they're not, they don't have other options. All right. Now, will you give Dave Hickey a lot of credit right here, Jason Shear, for putting this out there? I did. I tweeted that I gave him credit. I like the honesty from Dave. All right. Now, again, Oregon State fans, Washington State fans, I'm sure they'll be hopping in here uh, uh, eventually and we'll uh, we'll get to you. But to me, this was the first time that we've really seen an athletic director who could, you know, who's obviously looking at stuff saying, yeah, not everything's just great. It's not, you know, sure, we'd like to stay in the Pac-12, but at the end of the day, you know, it's, uh, you know, it's uh, we're going to do what's best for Arizona and we're going to have options. Now, and I will say the natural reaction now to reading that statement from a lot of people is going to be like, okay, well, that was from the first week in March. We're now approaching the end of May. I think it's worse now. Right. But how long? And I I always ask you this and talk to you about this. It's like, okay, what do we think the timeline is? And that's the one question we can't get answered. The, The closest we've come to a timeline is June 30th because the San Diego State isn't announced by June 30th, then they can't enter the league until 2025, which is still possible, just year off, whatever. But that's the closest that we've seen to any sort of deadline. All right, and that's why we like Dave Hickey, because again, he's on the cutting edge right there, and he was the first athletic director to put out a statement stating that Arizona is going to do what's best for Arizona, and maybe that's staying in the Pac-12, maybe that means moving on, but Arizona's going to do what's best for Arizona right there, Jason Shear. I like that. Yeah, and it's also, uh, I like the statement because it's a big uh, screw you to the people that are telling, that are still convinced that Arizona is not looking at options. Uh, <laughs> well, Here's the other thing, too. They would be dumb not to be. They, that would be a dereliction of duty to not look at other options. That's your job. Yeah. I mean, if you're Washington State and Oregon State, you're not looking at other options because you don't have any other options. But I can yeah. guarantee you Washington, Oregon, Utah, Arizona, all of that are, are looking for options. And if not, then the AD should be fired. And what we've been talking about from day one, my dream, again, is to ditch ASU in the process and to go to the Big 12 with Colorado. We become buddies with Colorado. ASU stays behind in the new incarnation of the WCC. Would you like the Territorial Cup in, like, the first week of the season? Oh, I'm fine with it either way as long as they are playing, you know, Weber State, Boise State, and Arizona's going into Fog Allen Fieldhouse. I'm totally fine with it. Remember how weird it was when at the end of the year, Arizona played like Louisiana Lafayette? It, it was bizarre. And I still think about that from time to time. Like, what are we doing here? It's strange. But yeah, it, the dream scenario is clearly ASU is too arrogant to want to make a move, gets left behind. Oregon and Washington leave in a few years. ASU is screwed. Yeah, that's the dream scenario. All right. Then this is called a tease. But guess who's coming on the show on Monday by request who wanted to come on the show? Dave? The great Dave Hickey. Back uh-huh. the Dave right there. Can we get a back the Dave out of Jason Shear? Dave, I expect hard-hitting questions. You will get all of those hard-hitting questions right there. All right. Now, let's talk some uh, – let's really get into uh, some Arizona basketball here. We haven't had you on since the commits broke. Um, Motius Crevis. Seven foot two, 245 pounds. A huge, huge individual. Um, the uh, – what all right? Well, I've been saying it all week. What do you expect out of uh, Motius Crevis? And we're going to ask the bigger question after that. 
you know, I, I don't expect him to come in and dominate, but, you know, the people I talk to look like international recruits, I can only go off so much. I, I clearly haven't seen them in person. So I go off videos and maybe I watch longer videos or have access to different videos than other people, but I'm still watching film of a guy playing against competition that I don't know what level they're on. Right. Um, to me, I, I expect a guy that could contribute right away. I think that we need to have realistic expectations. I don't come in here and say, oh, he's going to play 30 minutes or he's going to make Umar Bala's life miserable in competition. No, if, if he can provide 10 to 15 minutes as a solid backup center, I, I think that's that's a big win for at least his first year at Arizona. All right, one of your colleagues put out there that he thinks that he is going to start next to Umar Ballo. Your colleague is wrong, Jason Shear. He will not start next to Umar Ballo because those are both two centers that have absolutely no shooting. That will not happen. Yeah, I know who you're talking about. He doesn't know much, but uh, it's, <laughs> I mean, to put it bluntly, there's no world where those guys could start next to each other. Even if you, you know, Tommy Lloyd is still one of the only coaches in the country that loves the two big lineup. That's beyond the two big lineup. I mean, you just can't do it. Well, there's just absolutely no flexibility there whatsoever. You have two guys who we love Umar on this show. Umar is a leader of men. When you think of leader in the men of leader of men in the dictionary, Aiden Wall thinks the exact same thing behind the scenes, by the way, making us look good as Jacob Franklin is off in a meeting right now. Aiden, you're a beast, dude. Appreciate you. Um, but uh uh, Umar Ballo is always going to be in the paint. He's not going to, it's not like he's going to come back and have a three point shot or a 17 foot shot. The little push thing is the further or is the closest thing we're going to get. I mean, you always go, you know, you are what you guard basically. And I love Umar, but I don't want Umar guarding a six, seven power forward. It's just sure. not going to happen. And so, yeah, I mean, look, you might see some lineups where you get a big forward and a guy like Umar or Krivis or whatever, but the two of them on the court at the same time, Something would have gone terribly wrong in terms of fouls and all that. All right. Now, there's going to be another. We're not naming the recruit right here, but we're just going to talk theoretically about who he is because I think at this point, with so many people putting it out there, I think it's fair to say that we can at least talk about him even if we don't name the name. Theoretically, this is the better of the two recruits, in my opinion, right here, Sheer. This is about six foot eight. Uh, small forward, mainly a power forward, a little bit of skill. He is the one. He's the one out of all of them that I look at and say there could be some. Re- he he could possibly have starting potential. Yeah, I mean he. Uh, you know, I don't know if he will start um, because you know the the idea is to go and get a four like Kaluma or Kasha Johns or whatever. But you know, like I I I talked to a scout over there um, and I'm, I just pulled up his report and he said Blank is a more complete player than Henry. Uh, more upside on the defensive end, has a 7-2 wingspan, uh, can be impressive on defense when he's engaged, uh, more physical, and his strength and weakness lies in the same thing. He does everything very well, but nothing exceptional. So and we're talking very, about the mystery recruit that we all right. know about. Right. Correct. So very, very solid player. Um, look, he's a guy where if you, once his name comes out, I'm not saying his name, I'll explain why in a minute, but. Um, if you Google him, there's teams like he's com- he comes up on some NBA boards as a stash player for a year. And, you know, there's theoretically there's a good shot where he comes to Arizona for a few years. and He's playing in the NBA. What do you say to the person out there that feels a little bit burned by the international right there? And uh, that sounds like a by the way, it sounds like an action movie burned by the international. But, um, you know, because, again, I, and 
let's be honest here. Tommy Lloyd's got a great track record, but as far as instant impacts, Philly B ain't that dude. Uh, Adama wasn't, isn't that guy. Now Henry Vasar could turn out to be that guy, but he certainly didn't, I think, live up to what a lot of people expected this past year. So what would you say to the people that are saying, why are we banking on international guys? Well, I, I think there's, there's two things. Number one, there's a reason why Krivis is coming in behind Umar Balo. There's a reason why this other guy is coming in, but they still want another four. Internationals in college are difficult to predict, and they do have different paths to, to success. A lot of times, like look at Umar, for instance, right? Didn't play at Gonzaga that first year. Well, now look at him. He's one of the better centers in the country, right? Right. You have to be patient and approach international players a little bit differently. There's a chance that Krivis and the other guy come in and they're they're solid but not outstanding. But then, like, the year after, they're awesome. Like, right. for all we know, Henry's going to be awesome this year. We don't know how he's developed until we see it. Um, I get the idea of being burned. I just think that you have to be a little more patient with international guys because I think their path to success is, is generally a little bit different. We need to talk about that there in a second. But first, Jason Shear, have you been to Circle K in the last 48 hours? I actually have, yes. All right. What did you do at Circle K? Uh, I got a, I got a soda and I got some gasoline. All right. Now, was it Circle K in the tough area or the nice area or the medium area? Because the Circle Ks are everywhere. Right down the street. I got right. Actually, it's really weird. I have two across the street from each other. I don't know why. Interesting. Well, that's because they are for the people, by the people. I think you just answered that question right here. But make sure you're not missing out on all this great stuff. Right now, text PHNX to 31310 to join their SMS subscriber club and get a buy one, get one free offer on a 32-ounce Polar Pop. Head to CircleK.com slash store locator to find Circle K's near you and maybe find a Jason Shear near you, uh, if you get what he just said. Now... It is also time for our bet of the week right now, Jason Shear. Um, I believe the Lakers are going to win tonight. I like the Lakers over the Nuggets straight up. What say you? No. You like the Nuggets? <laughs> I feel like I still I, I I don't know how the uh, the Lakers figure out the the Jokic problem. So I got the on. answer for you. You put Rui on him and you let AD roam like they did when they made that huge comeback. Yeah, they have to do that. Look at Rui. By the way, Tommy Lloyd recruit Rui Hachimura. Tommy Lloyd. Who's the best international big man that Tommy Lloyd ever recruited? Sabonis? Yeah. But I bet you that Tommy recruited, yeah, Sabonis. Right. After that, though, it might be Rui. Yes. Yeah. There we go right there. So, again, you got to have faith in the Tommy gun right there. Uh, Sheer, so I've done an unconvincing job of getting you to switch your pick. You still like the Nuggets. I do. I usually go with what the opposite of what you tell me. All right, fair enough. That, uh, most people do that. It's probably a smart move. All right, Zona Tucson says, where's Jonathan Flo? There is no Jonathan Flo. We will not talk about him because he's not here. Correct, Jason? Yeah, I don't know. I I, I don't believe he, he's coming. I haven't heard his name at all. He had some issues. He needed to straighten out academically. I'm not sure he did that. And I'm going to be very blunt with you. He's not very good. So, Yeah, so we didn't want him anyway. A lot of times when really yeah. good players – the one favorite thing of people on Shear's message board. What's like all message five, It's what's all that? message boards. Come on. It's all message boards. When five, no, I'm beating up on your message board because it's the best message board. Um, But uh, whenever a five-star kid, eh, didn't really want him anywhere. Not a good fit. So, but this is not that case. This is not a situation like that. All right. Now let's talk about Kashad Johnson 
And then I'm going to make the case for Henry Vesar right here. But Kashad Johnson, um, you basically got three schools in the mix right now, Arizona, Kentucky, and Oklahoma. Um, I know Arizona felt really, really good when uh, he left the visit here, but you go to Kentucky, things can change. I'm not holding my breath on Kashad Johnson, but I'd love to be wrong. Yeah, and 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 I I don't know where he's going. Usually I do. I, I really don't. He has not committed anywhere yet. Um, the schools involved don't really know. Oklahoma believes that they have some momentum. Remember, Oklahoma had the first official visit. They probably could offer him maybe a larger role, at least with less competition. Kentucky, smaller role. Arizona, he would start, but clearly there's other guys, you know, and, and money is going to be an issue for him, and he wants the most, et cetera. So Oklahoma is very much in it. Um, there's no guarantee or lock for where he's going. It, it wouldn't. One of those three schools on Saturday wouldn't surprise me at all. Jason Shear, though, putting Oklahoma back in the equation right there, though. Most people not. I, I, I think that there might be some legs to that, Shear. I hope you're wrong, but I think there could be some legs to that. Yeah, I think, you know, and, and, and I take responsibility a little bit. And, um, you know, when you Arizona and Kentucky, you kind of ignore the other schools. But looking back at it, Kentucky, I'm sorry, Oklahoma had the first official. When I first reported on Keshaw Johnson, I said Oklahoma was very much in it. I don't know why I stopped mentioning Oklahoma. Um, you know what? Out of sight, out of mind. I think I got so bothered by Bijan Cortez leaving that I just said, forget Oklahoma. Anybody out there? All right. We got to tell a story about Jason Shear right now to show again. We've talked about this before to prove that Shear is a liar at, at times. Jason Shear told me this is back when I was uh, writing articles for Wildcat Authority where he would yell at me because he needed a 450 word article and they would generally be about 285. Um he told me, though, if uh, Arizona got interested in Bijan Cortez, if there was correspondence that I could write an article about Bijan Cortez, there was correspondence from Justin Ganey and Jason Shear walked away and said, you know what? I don't care that I promised you this. You're not going to write that article. This is true. I need the people need realistic expectations. I knew Bijan wasn't getting recruited to Arizona and Bijan's changed. Have you noticed if you look at him now, he's got he's all sleeved team. up now. Yeah. I mean, Oklahoma changed him. Right. But you still lied though. You do admit you lied. I lied to you all the time. So yes, yeah, I don't blame you. Okay. Now, Arthur Kaluma though, another name that, um, first of all, Arizona cannot afford a million dollars right there. Arthur Kaluma is another interesting case though. If he were to uh, withdraw because he did say that he would look to transfer, there's obviously a track record there with Arizona. He would probably he'd slide right into that four. I would imagine right there and maybe give Arizona a little bit more athleticism as well. Yeah, I mean, if they miss on Johnson, Kaluma's the guy, um, at least that the focus would turn to. I watched him yesterday. He was all right in the combine. You never know until they, they leave. I think they have until May 31st. So that, that if you're an Arizona fan and let's say Arizona doesn't land, Kashaw Johnson, that's the deadline, even really with guards too. So May 31st is that big day where guys have to decide if they're staying in or not. Um, I, I Kashad Johnson and Kaluma are pretty different. Kaluma's probably better offensively. Right. Johnson is probably better defensively. They play a little different. Um, but really, it's it's a success if you land either one. All right. Now, Caleb Love is a name that has reentered the uh, portal. Now, Jason Shear is very adamant against Caleb Love. Um, I like Caleb Love because I like people that can drop 40 po points in a Final Four game right there. Um, and uh, let's see here. 40 points. I don't care about, oh, David Grace. Um, I don't care about, um, I don't care about uh, the other aspects. 
Arizona needs guys that could make plays off the bounce. I would go to Caleb Love, and uh, who was just uh, turned down from basically by the University of Michigan. I would say, listen, you're going to get 12 shots a game. They're going to be good shots. You need to buy in defensively. I will give him a gentleman's handshake and say, Caleb Love, you are part of the Arizona Wildcat family. Mike calls me yesterday. He goes, all right, I know you don't like Caleb Love, but what if I told you this? He'd play 20 minutes a game. He'd come off the bench. He would take 10 shots. Basically, Mike said we would change everything about him. Would you take him? Yes. The problem is Caleb's going to go, look, you don't go from 30 shots to 10 or whatever, right? You you, you just don't. That, so you're saying that there, you're saying that there's no track record of that at the Arizona in recent memory is what you're saying. Who? Terrell Brown. Yeah, but he left. He left Arizona because he wasn't getting enough shots. But he did a totally different role at Arizona, correct? Yeah, and he left because he didn't like it. Who cares? <laughs> He's like, what did I do? I'm going to Washington where I can lose and put up shots. Yeah. I think Love winds up at like Missouri or Indiana. Those are the two schools, I think. All right. By the way, uh, Sheer backs the A to the fullest because I can tell you that Sheer actually believes that Arizona has a better academic, uh, pro, uh, academic department than the University of Michigan. Sheer, that is backing the A hardcore right there. That's like saying that Arizona football is better than Alabama football. I was joking. <laughs> Sheer, all right. What does Michigan do well, though, you know? No, I get it. Yeah, no, it's just, let's just see. It's, uh, E.K. Thompson is flag cat on here. That's a whole another uh, can of worms right there for another another day. All right, but sure, I'm going to make the case now for Henry Vasar and Dylan Anderson since everybody uh, since everybody is down on Dylan Anderson, including Stat Freak right there. You're being a prisoner of the moment. But first, tap and bottle. All right, Jason Shear has not been to the tap and bottle watch parties, but, and that's why he is a lesser man for it. Most but of I've the greats. What's that? I've been to tap and bottle though. All right, now you can check out the tap and bottle location on the north side, or you can t- check out the tap and bottle location downtown. Either way, they got you covered. By the way, you can get four peaks there as well. Four peaks, and again, support local. Scott and Rebecca do a great job. Four peaks and. Uh, Tap and bottle, those go together like peanut butter and jelly, Jason Shear. Would you agree with that? 100%. All right. Speaking of which, I already saw one of the peaks, and E.K. Thompson, be nice. I see what you're doing there. Four peaks, though. Um, I saw Dylan Anderson walking down the street the other day, and I immediately thought of the official brew of PHNX Sports, Four Peaks. Check out Four Peaks Brew or Four Peaks Pub to keep up with the latest on Arizona's hometown brewery. Must be 21 or older to uh, enjoy these drinks. Please drink responsibly. All right, Sheer, you've been trying to push Dylan Anderson out from day one. We're not going to have it. Dylan had a smile on his face as he was walking down the street, even with the uh, um, all this news. What does the future hold for uh, Dylan Anderson? Because I need him to be here so I can basically spike the football on your entire board. You want to know my expectations for Dylan? Well, but don't be a jerk about it, though, either. <laughs> uh, you know, I, I posted this the other day. If they land the other guy, I would actually redshirt Dylan. Thank you. I've been I saying I wouldn't, I wouldn't kick him off. I would I, I think redshirting, let him get stronger, let him get more comfortable in the system. He's not playing that much. Let's be realistic. He's not playing that much this season. Redshirt Dylan. Let's see what happens. Let's see the roster movement and go from there. 
Well, because think about it. Umar Ballo, probably Umar, Umar Ballo, leader of men, probably moves on to lead other men after this season, even though he'll have another option right there. I mean, who knows with all of the uh, international guys. You redshirt Dylan this year. He comes back fit, lean, and ready to go, and he's explosive around the hoop. Dylan Anderson is not going to Grand Canyon to team up with Duke Brennan. Dylan Anderson is going to stay here. And I just got Shear to admit that he likes Dylan Anderson because generally with crummy players, Shear will say, yeah, I'd probably tell him to go somewhere else. You want a red shirt, that means that you see potential in Dylan Anderson. Well, yeah, I mean, there's there's no – red shirting doesn't hurt. And then if you red shirt him and then he's not very good, then you could tell him to go somewhere else. All right. Now, Aiden, I don't know if, it, if you're uh, – are you able to pull the roster up for this, uh, this coming season, this little nifty graphic right here? We're going to look at this graphic right here, and I'm going to also – all right, here we go. Very good. Very appreciate this. All right. Henry Vasar. Your board is out on uh, uh, your board is out on Henry Vasar. I am not out on Henry Vasar. As a matter of fact, I don't know why your board is out on Henry Vasar. But what I see in Henry is, and when you get to watch some things behind the scenes, I don't mean that as a subtle brag, but Henry's a pretty good shooter. Henry can block shots. They just need him. I, I, he, I think he just needs a little bit of confidence. But I confidence. But I think there's a lot to like about Henry Shear. Thanks, Aiden. Yeah, I mean, look, I, I, it goes back to what I said before. Like, you need a little bit more patience with international guys. Like, Henry's confidence really suffered. Here's a kid that he was very successful internationally, probably never got – never played against a certain level of competition and all that, struggles, gets in his own head, and Arizona basically says, you know what, we're, we're not playing you anymore because it, it just – we don't – Tommy Lloyd literally said – we don't want to put you into certain situations where it could hurt your confidence and you won't succeed because we're afraid of losing you completely. Right. And so, um, you know, that situation you work in the off season, that's a funny comment. We, we have a chief sighting. <laughs> you, you, you know, you work in the off season's confidence and all that, but Arizona is not giving up on it. I mean, again, there's a legit chance we see Vesar and he's good. Like it wouldn't surprise me at all with an off season and all that. Um, saw him the other day at the softball game. He definitely looks stronger. Um, and so it's it would be silly. Why didn't you post a picture? I always post a picture if I see a player. It's a little weird. But, uh, <laughs> you know, it, I think it would be silly to give up on a mobile seven-footer who can do a lot of things. Yeah, I would agree with that. I think that's a very good point. And again, so are we are we convinced then that uh, that Pella Larson is going to start? I say that because Pella Larson is Larry Bird off the bench, but he's also Michael Luke as a starter. Um, there's a yes. big there's a big difference. <laughs> I would be very very surprised if Pella doesn't start. Now, I don't, so, I don't even think it's part of the conversation. Okay. But what, hap- what happens if uh, some guy, maybe he's just not cut out for starting? We have a fairly large sample size of Pella start. Uh, I would encourage you to look at the splits of him starting versus coming off the bench, and it'll awaken you that they're actually pretty similar. So then why was he put, Why was he moved out of the starting lineup and onto the bench then? Because Arizona had no depth whatsoever. None. So, that, so it had nothing to do with Pella's play play is what you're telling me it had to do because tommy lloyd realized about halfway into the season they don't have depth that's what right, it I mean, is. maybe just play but look like you're at that point the, the first guy off the bench was what cedric yeah i like Cedric. cedric was okay was he i will say this like it's very clear that tommy didn't think the bench was good enough last year because and and, and, and especially up front all right now 
Uh, stat freak, make our stat freak, EK Thompson. Jason, does the guard wing that Arizona lands up uh, being better than Courtney Ramey? I would 100% take that guy being as good as Courtney Ramey because he's probably not going to start. If I get Courtney Ramey coming off the bench, I love it. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I don't know who that guard's going to be, <laughs> to be completely honest, but Courtney Ramey off the bench would be fine with me. Courtney Ramey as a starter playing 35 minutes was the issue. Uh, yes, I would agree with that. But Courtney Ramey, if they could get a Courtney Ramey, a a power five player that was at, uh, you know, that was a double digit score for a good team, sign me up at this point, man. For sure. I mean, there's there's nothing wrong with a Courtney Ramey playing 20 minutes a game or 25 minutes a game, whatever it is. It was that Courtney Ramey was like the second offensive option. Your main, like it was just, it, it wasn't a great. You, right. you got to be careful giving guys bigger roles than they deserve. In a nice way, I guess. I am a bigger fan of Jaden Bradley than you. I think that we can confirm that, although you don't think he stinks. I look for Jaden Bradley next year to average 10 and 4. And in the off chance that Kylan Boswell does leave, Jaden Bradley is going to get the keys to the car. I think it was a very good move because I never thought Arizona was going to get to Don Thomas. And I don't believe Arizona is going to get Zoom Diallo. This is a great option right here, Sheer. Yeah, I don't have any issues. I mean, my only issue with Jaden Bradley is his shooting. Maybe it improves. If it improves, cool. But if not, you still have a guy that's really good defensively, draws fouls, gets in the lane, can handle the ball. And I and I, and I think the fact that if, if Boswell somehow goes off or even if he makes a bad decision at the time and goes pro or whatever, you just move Bradley to the one and you're cool. You're, and, you're I think you, and I think you're pretty good at that point. Hey, funny story about this. So LeBron James kid, um, uh, Bryce James, is now transferring to uh, Campbell Hall, correct? Yeah. And he's buying a uh, facility over there to work All right. for <laughs> Now you might say, Mike, why are you bringing this up? The head coach of Campbell Hall had a, a mistaken idea that I was important. And he actually was tweeting or texting me trying to get me to get him a job on the Arizona Wildcats basketball staff. That's I, what I, he- Go ahead. Go ahead. What are the odds that LeBron talks to the head coach of Campbell Hall and goes, you know what? We need a new head coach of Campbell Hall <laughs> because it wouldn't surprise me in the least. He's donating 50 grand to build a new facility at Campbell Hall. I'm just telling you, if you're going to Mike Luke to try to get uh, division one coaching jobs, there's probably something that, along the way that didn't work out. By the way, there's something I want to, I want to tell, and I'm going to post it as well. Um, so the, the unnamed prospect that we were talking about earlier, his team won today. So they've got another week or so of games. So we it may not be official for weeks. Right. And so we're probably looking. But so you got that. You got your we're assuming you add him and then you're going to probably add one more domestic power forward and then a guard. And you're probably going to call it a day at that point. Yes. Yeah. All right. But Arizona will be very tall, though. I think that we can agree on that one, though, Sheer. Uh, I would hope so. All right. One thing I do got to say, this is totally off topic, and we're going to get back to U of A in a second. Who wins a – who gets to a Final Four first? Or he's been to one before, so I can't say that. Who gets to a Final Four next? Rick Pitino or Tommy Lloyd? Rick Pitino has a billionaire who's going to totally fund their NIL program right now. Uh, It's a fair question. I love Rick Pitino. I think – I mean, forgetting all the other stuff, he's obviously a great coach. I don't think anyone can deny that. Uh, he's got a nice roster. It could be a tournament roster. We know he's going to do well after that when he gets a full year to recruit and all that. They're they're going to be good. Final four, gonna... oh, a crapshoot. Could, could Rick Pitino make a final four before Tommy? Absolutely. 
Well, all right, what's your gut say? Are you going to back the A or are you going to back the uh, RP? Uh, I always back the A. All right, that's a good point. I wonder – now, Melo Alvarez says, I wonder if any of these new recruits have been to Circle K. That should be the first stop. If you're not taking these kids to Circle K on that first stop, and what are we doing right here? Didn't you ask Philly B, like, if you had been to Del Taco or something and he looked at you like you were nuts? Yes. So I've had multiple interactions with Philly B. And I want to tell you, I want, first of all, I'm on record. I don't think Philly B is ever going to play here. I'd love to be wrong. And I would love to start a my bad Philly B movement. Um, two things about <laughs> Philly B. We're at media day and, you know, his, his English is a little rough. He's obviously, you know, not from here. And so I'd ask, I asked him a question and I said, hey, um, you know, so like, what is, what's your favorite stuff to do in the off season? And um uh, he said, well, I like playing uh, video games. And then he says, and what about you? And then I was like, well, uh, I, I don't know, dude. Like, uh, and I, so I gave some weird answer. And then I said, what do you think is the best aspects to your game right now? And he says, dribbling and shooting most likely. And, um, and then he says to me, and what about you? I've never had anybody say to me twice in a row, and what about you? Obviously, it was a uh, conversational ploy, but I was taken aback. I hope that I'm wrong on Philly D. Great kid. Like, super fun to talk to. Really nice. Everyone loves And that's another thing, too. Like, Tommy Lloyd is a super nice guy, as we've gone over. But Tommy is very unlikely to give up on a guy like Philly who's still engaged and all that. If he – if – I don't want to throw a demo ball under the bus, but – But you're about to. I mean, you could see a point last season where it was very clear that Adama wasn't engaged anymore, right. right? Just didn't want to be there. And at that point, it's like, okay, try to find another spot. He goes to Santa Clara, he'll put up shots, whatever. As long as Philly's engaged and all that and practicing hard and uh, willing and contributing like member of the team, he's, he's probably not going anywhere. Yeah, and um, uh, Andrew Bleo, great point there. I am not giving up on Philly B. I want to be. I, I want Philly B to be here all four years. How about that? I would even cool with Philly B being here a fifth year because when you see Philly B on campus, he's enjoying his time here, and that's what college is all about. Sheer. Yeah, free Philly. Hashtag free Philly. Let's get free that Philly. Oh, oh. Also, I want to make fun of a UCLA here for a few minutes too. Their yeah. roster next year looks terrible. Yes and no. You're going to be, you got Dylan Andrews. You're probably going to get Bona back. I get that. You got rid of the spitter. Um, Jalen guard Clark, bothers me a lot. What's that? I'll say that. Their guard situation bothers me. Uh, do they still have Will McClendon? Yeah, but he's not good. But that's not good. He won't play. They tried to get rid of him, but he stayed. All right. So that, what's, right, so what's UCLA starting lineup, here? I don't know, actually. That's the point. <laughs> All right. I can tell you and as you look at start. The Spanish dude will start, right? I would assume. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. So, again, <laughs> I think they're a distant four. I think the U of A is going to be significantly better than UCLA next year. By the way, did you see um, what Hawkwise did at the combine? No. What did he do? He had, like, the fourth best vertical. <laughs> he had a 39. That, surpri- that surprises yeah. me. I am glad he's – I wish he's the epitome of a guy and Tiger was as well that I wish we had, but man, he felt like he was here for like 35 years. Arizona absolutely loved Hawkwes coming out of high school and basically, yeah. And didn't recruit him because they knew he was going to UCLA. One coach told me he is a monster and that was when he was in high school. And now look at him. Well, did you know that his mom is from Tucson? Yes. 
She went to Sabino High School and Pima right there. That is the connections. That is what you get when you listen to the AZ Wildcats podcast that maybe many people out there don't know. Now, I want to talk a little bit of uh, football, but first, OGs. Now, you might be like Kenny Abbey, and you are the OG. But there's also different forms of OGs. You might be like Sheer, and you're up prowling at night until about 3 o'clock because you can't sleep. This is correct. Yes. Okay. You might be like Sheer, and uh, you're saying, man, I just wish I had something to make me go to sleep. OGs is here for you. Find them at your local dispensary at ogsbrands.com. You must be 21 years or up to and enjoy responsibly. Now, you can get the strawberries and cream CBD THC one-to-one ratio rebranded as Happy Balance. They have mixed bags now, the fruits and the creams right there. Very good stuff. All right. I want to talk a little bit about running backs here for Arizona football because I think we've done a poor job of actually we. I've done a poor job of actually accentuating this unit right here and about how good this unit's going to be um, and the recruiting going on. First of all, they have a recruit coming in the following year, a four-star kid out of L.A. that is literally the fastest player in all of California this year. Yeah, I mean, it's not fake speed. It, Jordan Washington, it is, it is real speed. He is awesome. I mean, he's winning every track meet and all that. And again, we, we've said this before, um, if, if they're going to recruit smaller guys – they're going to be guys that have crazy speed, like a speedy Luke or whatever it is. They're and it, Damn. most of the time it's going to be bigger guys and all that. But if they, if they go a little bit smaller, there, there's a reason for it. All right, now let's talk about Michael Wiley. Yes, Kenny Abbey, you did bring up Michael Wiley yesterday because that's your because you're smarter than me. Um, now Michael Wiley. Um, Michael Wiley is one of the best backs in the conference. I'm not saying he's the best back, but if you look at rushing, you look at receiving, not fumbling the ball. And he's a player that's got some NFL potential, I believe. Great dude, good leader, knows his role, doesn't complain. Uh, every college football team should want a guy like Michael Wiley. I mean, he's not going to run for 1,500 yards and 15 touchdowns or whatever, but he's going to be solid. You know what you're getting from him. He's going to be consistent. Arizona could do a, a lot worse than, than Wiley as their top back. Yeah, and then after that, you've got uh, you got a couple different guys right there. Jonah Coleman, who is the weightlifting monster um, that uh, I think Tyler Owens really likes. You got DJ Williams as well. Williams to me is interesting because Williams to me looks like the most talented out of all the backs. And whenever he touches the ball, it looks like he could go someplace. But he gets a distant third carries right there this year. He's got to stay healthy. I mean, that's that's really what it is. He, he's got to stay healthy. He missed the spring. So he's going to be behind in the fall, probably. He's just he's got to be able to stay healthy, and if he does, you know, he'll be in line for more carries. The talent is there; they like him quite a bit. The problem is, you know, what can we get out of them before he gets hurt again? Basically, we got we got to find out too the way that we get Speedy Luke, aka Fam, in the backfield though this year. Not just in the backfield, but in a variety of different ways. Fam's got to touch the ball, in my opinion. Like I said, nine, ten times per game. Don't care how it's done. You got to do it. And you know what? You got to rise to the occasion. Jed Fish, you've recruited well. Now you got to put that Ferrari out on the field. Yeah. And, and during the spring, it definitely felt like they were finding different ways. I mean, out of the backfield and the slot, end arounds, all that. I would be surprised if he doesn't get more touches this upcoming season. I would, I would agree with that as well. Now, when you look at the running backs, you look at the receivers, you look at the tight ends, I'm not sure that there's a better Troika in the conference maybe sc maybe says with a question mark but other than that i think arizona's got the best at all those skill position right there yeah i really i really like the combo i mean washington 
you know, they have they're loaded at wide receiver. Uh, obviously, they have a, a good quarterback, but yeah, Penix sucks. We didn't he, we didn't want him anyway. But you know, when you look at Arizona overall, it's as good as I can remember at this school for a, a long time, right? No and when you look at the weakness or why Arizona's going to win or lose games, uh, they're going to win a lot of games because of that, and they're not going to lose very money many because of that. So um, that's the part of the team where you're clearly the most comfortable in. Speaking of running back depth. Our guy, Scotty Graham, an official member of the Back the A movement. This guy tweets out Back the A more than I tweet out Back the A. Um, he was at IMG Academy. And again, unlike with the Sumlin staff where they would go there for a minute, take a picture to prove they were there and then leave, this guy stayed there to build relationships as good college recruiters actually do. And I think he offered like four guys. There's a mm-hmm. running back, a, two linemen, a quarterback they offered – um there he was in florida they got other offers i think he's in phoenix today uh he's a i gotta tell you like that was the most unconventional hire that jed made and it was one of the best when you look at his ability oh, fantastic to coaching and all it's pretty wild that jed saw that in him because a lot of times you hire those guys and they just they're whatever right um but, but scotty graham is is legit he, he's uh, a lot of times they come in like the demarco murray's they got the name they wear the skinny pants but they don't really do anything Scotty yeah. Graham is a much different man. There's, he's a man of substance. He is. He is a man. He, you know, you can, he backs up his word. He does. Now, sure. Do you wear, do you wear sunglasses? Uh, I don't, but maybe I should start. All right. You should wear sunglasses because Shady Rays is here for you right now. Again, code word PHNX for 50% off two pairs. You got to remember that right there. Aiden behind the scene is one of the coolest people I've ever seen in my life. And he does. I haven't even seen him in Shady Rays. If he was wearing Shady Rays, he would be even cooler than that. But that's for everybody right there. Now, exclusively for our listeners, Shady Rays is giving out their best deal of the season. Go to ShadyRays.com and use code word PHNX for 50% off two plus pairs of polarized sunglasses. Try, uh, and, uh, try for your yourself the shades rated five stars by over 250,000 people that's not 200 that's not 200,000 people 250,000 people that's the difference right there all right so Arizona we've talked about it before I'm going to keep bringing this up sheer we're going bowling this year and I believe that Arizona should be significantly better than ASU look I can't think of anything I'd rather do than than spend multiple days in El Paso with you I think that's where we're headed. Get in line, man. And BetMGM lines are out right now. Four and a half on Arizona. The betting, I'm telling you, I keep saying this. This is the uh, – Vegas is very rarely behind on things. Vegas is still a little bit behind on Arizona football. They were behind on them last year with the two and a half nonsense when Arizona got five. They're behind on them now with four and a half. Take the over. Thank me later. That number almost scares me a little bit because I wonder why they have it so low. That's low. That is low, but they also had it low last year, though, and they looked stupid. There you go. Free money. All right. Now, all right, before we sign off, Arizona basketball next year. You're are you an AP are you are you able to vote on this? Uh for what? Um, are you able to vote on like top twenty five stuff or no, you just- I have the Pac twelve awards and all that, but I'm not an AP guy. <laughs> he ain't there yet. All right, but Arizona, over or under in basketball, they finished the year ranked 16th in the country lower higher what do you say i think that's a good number oh i'd probably say lower probably top 20 
Top 20. So you got anywhere between 16 and 20 right there. That's how far you're back in the A. Yeah. Yeah. What do you All say? Right. What's that? Um, I say 16 because that's the number that I came up with. I'm saying 16. Sure. I'm allowed to push on my own line. I respect it. All right. Now, before we sign off here, Jimmy Butler, the most underrated star of this generation, we agree, correct? Yeah, he's that dude. Jimmy he's Butler is that, that guy. All right. You know who's also that guy? Aiden, behind the scenes, making everything work for us. Jacob Franklin was off in meetings, so Aiden is making us look cooler than we should. So, again, on that note, Sheer, before we sign off, where can they find you? Where can they get on the boards? And where can they see you causing problems with other people on Twitter? Uh, WildcatAuthority.com, at Jason Shear at Twitter, and your local Circle K and OGs. Yep, and you might if you see uh, if you see somebody that looks much cooler wearing sunglasses, that's probably Jason Shear right there. So on that note, for for Jason Shear, I'm Mike Luke. We will be back with you tomorrow. You have been listening to the AZ Wildcats podcast.